episode 146. My marriage is great, but... Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we're so happy to be behind the mics tonight. We actually, um, we've started doing this thing that you guys don't know about because you aren't sitting here with us. But prior to getting on the air, we have all these songs that we like to listen to. And so we just spent like the last 10 minutes just rocking out to these songs and kind of getting in the mood to... uh, to be on the mics with you. And it, it was really funny because I was sitting here as we were doing this, just kind of thinking, you know what? Over time, you know, everybody talks about your song when you're getting married, you know, the one song that you play and, you know, all the memories associated with that. And and now it's kind of neat to see how as the podcast has grown and as we've been doing this for, you know, a few years now, there are just certain songs that, you know, just kind of clue us in that this is the time that we're getting behind the mics and we're getting, you know, amped up to be on air with all of you. And so... um just feeling it tonight. Yeah. So welcome to each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be here as well. Yeah. And, you know, as, as always, whenever you hear something in the podcast or something strikes you or you just want to get in touch with us about anything that's going on in your relationships, we want to hear from you. And you can reach us at the Google number that reaches us anytime around the world. You never disturb us when you call this number. Nope. 858-876-5663. Or you can email us at any time as well at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And and we say this every week, and it's because we constantly have new listeners, which we love. Um, But we want you to know that whether you call in or you email us, all of your comments are kept anonymous. And we want you to have the freedom to be able to share what's on your heart, what's going on with you without worries about, you know, somebody listening and going, oh, I know, you know, Susie and Timbuktu. Um... And having that entrance into your private lives. We know a lot of you don't have the opportunity to turn to folks in your communities. A lot of you come from smaller communities and, and there's a real um, fear of repercussion. Yeah. And, and we're happy to be your safe place. But we also know that there is value in your stories. There's a lot of value in sharing it with the community because uh, you're, you're not alone. Right. And when others hear your story, be it whether we're reading an email or we're playing a voicemail, there's a very liberating feeling for someone to listen or to read that someone else out there is dealing with what they're dealing with. And so you, you become a hope and a lifeline for others. And that's, that's where keeping you anonymous Mm -hmm. allows us to be able to do that. Right. And this doesn't only have to be with the bad stuff, folks. I mean, if you're completing a seven days of sex challenge or longer and you want to just call in or email in and say we did it do talk about some of the good times that you had during the week Mm -hmm. talk about some of the tough times you had because there are a lot of folks who are still picking up our book seven days of sex challenge that you can pick up if you want to go to one extraordinary marriage.com you can go to the store there we have everything listed out now i've sort of cleaned it up so you guys can see what we really have i even have or I should say I, but we have package deals. So you can pick up seven days of sex challenge and he zigs, she zags, you know, getting your communication on the same path all at one time for a discounted price. So that's there. But yeah, talk to us about the good stuff. We use Facebook a lot to hear about the good stuff. You know, today we asked a question, you know, tell us one thing that your spouse did that made you smile. And that's awesome. We love hearing about that stuff. So 
don't be shy about putting some some of your comments down there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just for us. We don't we don't look at that and go, oh, we, we feel all good and proud because we wrote wrote that up and now you're answering. No, we want you to be out there and sharing so we can encourage marriages around the world. And just as a fun little thing on yes. Facebook, we did hit 2000 likes this mm-hmm. week. So that was, that's always, you know, there are just some fun numbers that we like to keep track of, like the fact that we're closing in on 150 episodes and um, we hit the 2000 likes that this week. Cool. And, and, you know, we're just excited. I mean, this is, we're heading into you know, the holiday season, Christmas is right around the corner. Um, I had the opportunity and I just want to share this before we jump into this week's podcast yeah. episode. It's topic. something we want to do a lot more in 2013. So uh, yeah, definitely. Wednesday, I had the opportunity to speak at a networking group and just share with them seven days that can change your marriage. And so I did a presentation on, obviously, for those of you that listened for a while, the seven days of sex challenge. And this was to, and I'm going to just briefly say this, Elise and I have just been getting more into our community and just talking to people. And this was to a group of business owners, business mm-hmm. professionals. And Elisa came in here talking about sex, which was just awesome. And, you know, keep it. Okay. So with Tony setting that up as the context, keep in mind that most of the time when there are presentations done at these networking meetings, you know, people are talking about their goods or services that they do business to business and business to consumer. And so here I come up there and I'm very open. I'm like, folks, we're going to be talking about sex today. And, and it was so encouraging because it was so well received. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it allowed us to really see the big picture for one and how building this community that we've done through Facebook and through Twitter and through all of you commenting and just how you have grown mm-hmm. over the last three years now, how that really does give us that platform, that foundation to be able to go out and change people's lives. Right. And it was a really unique opportunity for us to be able to get stripped down and love at the next level. Those two CD or th- the three DC three CD set and the book out into people's hands, changing marriages right now before the Christmas comes in this crazy stressful time that we talked about last week when we said make time for a sexy holiday. So that being said, mm-hmm. I've had a number of conversations over the last week. In fact, a couple of people came up to me even at that meeting and started the conversation with me saying, I have a great marriage. And then there was this pause. And then the very next word was, but like the big giant white hairy elephant in the room, I have a great marriage, but, and then they'd finish the sentence with, you know, but we have trouble communicating, but we have, I don't like it when he does this. I don't like it when she does that, but I don't know how to communicate. I don't know how to, I don't know how to talk about sex with my spouse. And this this kept happening over and over again. And it wasn't just at that meeting. It happens anytime I tell people what I do, what we do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I hadn't started putting the puzzle pieces together until it started bombarding me. I kept having all these comments. And then Tony and I have also been doing Well, and hold on here. And for for me, when we're out there and we're talking. And folks see us and how excited we are about marriage, about where we've been and where we've come in these five years. I have a sense that a lot of folks come up to us going, well, I don't want to just give them all my problems. So I'm going to say I have a great marriage, but for them, it's really easy for them to go, well, I got a great marriage. 
But right. but now let me tell you about some of the junk I got going on, and maybe we can we can talk a little bit more and see if you can help me out. Right. I mean, there's there's a security in starting that statement. Right. Exactly. In the positive. What I want to share with you is that the real power of that statement is in whatever follows the but. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of. Um, over the last year, I had participated in Dana Wild, who is a, actually she's a direct sales trainer. She does a lot with the unconscious mind and dealing with mantras and that type of stuff. So a lot of changing the way that you think to change the outcomes mm-hmm. that you have. And one of her lessons was on the power of the word but. And you know how our minds, when we hear but, we dismiss the first half of the sentence. So the first half of the sentence could be, absolutely positive right it could be you know i have a great marriage i mean that's what people tell me all the time i have a great marriage but and then all of a sudden there's all the junk on the backside sometimes it's it's minor sometimes it's major Mm -hmm. but what happens in their mind when they're saying it and in my mind when i'm listening to it is that we dismiss the first half of that and only focus on the second half. And, and you guys know this. You know this when a girlfriend comes up to you and says, you know, things are going great, but. And you're like, uh-oh, here it comes. What's really going on? Right. Now, even think to yourself, how many times in the course of a day do you say something unconsciously? You're not saying it out loud. It's just happening in your mind that you're going, gosh, if Tim would only do this, you know, or no, no actually, you know what? It's the... I love Tim, but if he only did this, you know, you, you're, you're starting it off with that positive statement. I love my husband, but he's doing this. Or I love Sarah, but gosh, if she would just do this when we're making love. It, it's, all of, it's all the different things. I mean, guys, we do this. Tony and I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. unconsciously. This is not something that we've figured out how not to do uh, in the sense of, you know, sometimes it's hard just to keep the voices in your head quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What we have figured out, it's so funny cause I almost said a butt there, <laughs> but what we have figured out is that you can control this because you have to change what comes after the butt. Mm-hmm. You have to change, but we're working, you know, instead of saying I have a great marriage on that side and then putting all the power on the butt, you can say things are not great right now, but we're working on making them better. We're, you know, we're taking steps to spend more time together. We're working on our communication. We're making date night a priority. We're having sex twice a week. So the positive is coming after the butt instead of that negative. And what ends up happening is that we focus on that part of the sentence so much it dictates our our outcome mm-hmm. of what's going to happen in our marriage truly going to happen so if we're if we are going to focus on the positive side like we're trying to make positive changes in our lives we need to change the way we phrase things we need to change the way we think of things so that the positive comes after cuz that is what we are going to hone in on and that is what's going to allow us to have a positive outcome. Right. Action, and then again, action needs to be taken. We, we've said this numerous times. Sitting there all alone in your room thinking about this, even saying, hey, 
I loved him, but or I, I did the I was it's doing hard. the negative. But is but is a very popular yes. word in our culture. Mm-hmm. We use it to qualify everything. And that's that's part of, you know, when I said earlier, because I was just thinking about it, I'm like, well, we haven't, you know, we, I said, we haven't figured out how to fix this. We have figured out how to fix this. It's just very hard to change your habits. It's very hard to go against societal norms that say, well, we, we qualify everything. You know, I love my kids, but they're a real pain in the butt. Okay, well, all of a sudden I'm focused on my kids being a pain in the butt, whether, I, whether I'm conscious of it or not. Right. Because I've dismissed the fact that I love them. I, I'm focused on the fact that they irritate me or, or, and the same thing goes with your spouse. You know, I wish that we could do more, uh, but he's always at work, but she always has volunteer obligations, but I'm going to challenge you guys this week and we're, and we're going to continue on this, but I'm going to challenge you to catch yourself when you're saying a, but in your sentence and for a couple of days, just think about what's coming after that. Let it come out of your mouth just naturally, but be aware of the fact that you are using that as a qualifier for whatever the relationship is. Right. And awareness is half the battle. Absolutely. It, it really is. Because when you become aware of what you're saying and how you're saying it, that can truly start to transform your life. Once you figure out, okay, how am I saying this and what's happening? Mm-hmm. You know? Because, and I'm going to relate this to business because I've just been in business for 10 years, self-employed and, and all we do. And I, and I find myself in business doing this a lot, you know, and, and why, you know, when I was talking to Elisa last week about Dana Wilde's stuff, you know, she's like, well, I was talking about more the brain, you know, how to specifically go, okay, I can do this, mm-hmm. you know, in training myself and realizing that. I put certain limitations on myself and it's more of just, you know, my, you know, the, the negative talk that I'll put in my own mind. And so when I was talking about this, she was like, Hey, you know what? I got this series that I picked up, start listening to it. And so I've been listening to it over the last week and it's been really fascinating to me on how powerful our brain is Mm -hmm. and how little respect we give it. Me included. I mean, really? Our brain is an amazing part of our whole body. I mean, it truly is. And she goes on to talk about like how quickly our mind is processing thoughts, how many thoughts we're doing in a day. I mean, she talks about this little receptor between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind and how it flips back and forth. I mean, it was truly an amazing you know, sessions, a couple of sessions that I've listened to over the last week in the car. And so for us, especially you guys out there, really think about how amazing your brain is. Because here's the thing, and this wasn't something I really understood until I'd listened to this course. Your unconscious mind doesn't know what's real. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's not. It takes in everything that you say as fact. So if you say my husband's a jerk, it doesn't know if he's acting like a jerk or not. It's just, okay, that's fact. Mm-hmm. And it's going to filter everything through that. Fa- it just stores up everything as a fact. So if you're going to change 
your actions, if you're going to change your outcome, you're going to have to change the messages that you say to yourself. And you're going to have to do that because what's going to happen is your unconscious mind's going to try and create the reality that matches the facts that it has. So if you say something like, you know, we're working hard on our marriage by working on our communication. Maybe you don't have great communication right now, but that's what you keep telling yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to start finding opportunities to make communication a priority. And they can make a communication a priority by picking up our he zig, she zags audio program. Well, that's, that's a quick way to do that. Yes. But, <laughs> but whether you pick up he zigs, she zags, or you, you just find 15 minutes a day to sit down, mm-hmm. your, your physical body will start finding opportunities to make that a reality. If you say something like, we're going to, you know, sex has not been a priority, but we're going to embrace the intimacy lifestyle. And you keep telling yourself that over and over again. Guess what? You're going to start having conversations. You're going to start finding ways to make that work in your marriage. Right. When you say we haven't had the best marriage, but today is going to be different. You will find opportunities today to improve one little thing in your marriage because you're going to go and try and your brain is going to seek out opportunities to make your world match up with the facts that it has stored inside. Right. Or it may be, you know, for many of you, especially when it comes to just talking about topics or areas that are of discomfort to you and or your spouse. One thing that I know in my own self that I did for a long time was I don't want to talk about it with Elisa, you know, I don't want to deal with this, but you know, if I don't, what's going to happen? You know, it's sort of this constantly putting this in my mind that I'm, I'm fearful of her. And instead of being in that act, you know, it's changing yourself going, I'm going to be able to talk to them. I need to talk to them. You know, put this positive spin on it so you can get the courage up and speak your mind and be able to say it freely and openly. It's truly amazing the power your mind has. Mm -hmm. And we know from the emails. I mean, God created it. I mean, he created one of the most amazing things in us. And it's our brain. I mean, it's what separates us from every other living thing on this earth. And we only use such a small fraction, such a small, small percentage of our brain. But the ability for us to change our thoughts is limitless. But that's where the conscious decision comes in. You know, we tell you guys week in and week out that, you know, marriage is a choice that you make day in and day out. Changing your thoughts goes along with that because when you find yourself in a negative rut or a ho-hum, you know, we're just, we're mediocre, things are good, they're not great, but I'm not going to rock the boat. It, it might be time to rock the boat and change what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. It might be time to say, you know what, I've got a good marriage, but I want it to be extraordinary. And at this time, too, you may be going, gosh, I love what Tony and Elisa are saying, but my spouse wouldn't go along with them. Mm. Okay, then it's time to, for you to change. 
you need to change that around and go, I love what Elisa and Tony are saying, but I'm going to make a positive change in myself this week. I'm going to do something that's going to allow me to grow this week. You know, take on the onus. I find it so amazing so many times when we talk to so many couples, I can't do anything because my husband doesn't want to, you know, I can't do anything. I can't make any change in my own life because my spouse, my wife doesn't want to do anything. Guess what? You still need to grow. You still need to move forward in your life if your spouse does not want to. And here's a really interesting thing with that. And I, I can give you a specific example in our marriage. Sometimes it just takes you making a decision to make a change. Mm. And here's a very concrete example from our own marriage. A few years ago, um, Tony and I were what not to wear junkies. I mean, we would watch mm. that show Loved it. all the time. This was before we got rid of our cable. We just, we loved watching that show. We loved seeing the transformation. And I got so jazzed about it that... I thought, you know what, there's got to be that. Surely they've written a book, mm-hmm. right? So Clinton Kelly and Stacey London had written a book and we actually talk about it in Stripped Down and, and the impact it had in our marriage. But I went out, I got the book from the library because you know how frugal I am. Flipped to the pages that describe my body type, went out, took the book with me to the, gro- or to the clothing stores and started buying clothes that matched my Those. body type. Yes. So interestingly enough, I come home and I'm all, I'm all jazzed about this. And we have a few date nights where I'm wearing all my new clothes and didn't break the bank. I'm shopping at Ross and Marshall's and, you know, that type of stuff. But I had a different look. So lo and behold, Tony calls me one day from a department store and says, I'm out shopping. What do you, like, what colors, what something? And I'm thinking, this sounds like my husband. Well, wait a minute. Now let's, let's also talk about what I would wear. And uh, so yes. the the reason this is huge is because for so long, all I would wear were, you know, shorts, some ratty t-shirts, maybe flip-flops, shoes, whatever I could find. And it was like good. work it, it, jeans. Right. And so it wasn't like I was wearing anything nice, really. I loved what, what not to wear. It was comfortable. It was fun to watch. But I personally wasn't going to be the one making any change. Did you hear that? That but I'm not making any changes. It's yep. fine for those people, not for me. I'm not going to make any changes. I'm okay the way I am. And so I would just sit there and be like, man, this is great. The transformation's amazing. I guess if they gave me five grand to go shop, I would go do it. But lo and behold, Elisa's going out there. And like she said, she's, She's make she's taking action. She's not sitting there waiting for me to move so she can move forward. Mm-hmm. No. She went out there, she got the book from the library, she started reading it, she started moving forward. And as we were getting as we were as she was moving forward and we were getting to go on these date nights and she's like dressing up and looking hot and looking good. I'm starting to look at myself going, dude. You need to like step up. You can't just, you know, you can't let your wife look this good and not look as good as her, you know? And so that's when it switched on me. And that was, it it took some weeks. uh, Probably a couple months. I I was going to say, it probably even took months for me to finally go, wow, look what Elisa has been doing. Look how good she looks, how, how good she feels feels 
you know? And I finally, I broke down. I, I finally just said, you know what? I, I got to do something. I, I need to do something because my wardrobe is looking pretty darn bad here. And so, yes, I, I did call her from a department store and she was like, don't, don't buy anything. Don't, we'll go together. We'll figure some stuff out. And it's been a process, you know, as a guy who does not typically wear pants and shirts, I I still love my shorts during the week and and my t-shirts or a polo shirt. But now I enjoy the time that we get to spend together looking good and looking hot together when we go out on date nights or we're going to events. Mm -hmm. I, I do. I cherish those. I would not have done it if it wasn't for her taking the lead on this and getting out of her comfort zone, taking action and not waiting for me. And the thing that I didn't do was I didn't badger him about it. No, I didn't. I didn't say, well, I'm looking good. Why do Why aren't you doing something? You know, come on, shape up, catch up here. Do because let's face it. Sometimes we as spouses, we get on our high horse and we expect our spouse that's not cooperating to move faster. And so we, mm-hmm. um, we beat them over overhead with a two by four until they are either beaten into submission or come along for the ride. Right. And, and in his case, I just said, you know what? I'm going to look good. <laughs> Whether you want to look like you're looking before or you want to come on board and, you know, kick it up a notch, that's up to you. But I'm not waiting around for you mm-hmm. to do so. I mean, I was just like, I like the way I feel. I, you know, I like the way I look. And some of you may be listening to this going, that's a very superficial example. It is, but it's also a very concrete example. You guys understand what I'm talking about. And the same thing happens. I'm sorry to say this, though. I, I got I to pipe in. So, okay, many people, pipe in. Pipe, so many people go, well, that's so vain. You know what? There is something concrete about dressing nice and feeling good. I don't yes. know what it is. It, it's probably something in our brain, some sort of chemicals, whatever might be happening in there. But I will tell you, you look at what not to wear and you watch that show and I'm not, ke- tell, I'm not kidding you, you watch that show long enough, you're going to cry because you're going to see transformation on people in, in, in people who by changing their clothes, how they change their attitude they change their mind on who they are and who they are becoming. You know, just by Clinton and Stacy working on their wardrobe, it's absolutely amazing. And I don't think there's anything wrong for any of us to be able to get dressed up for our spouse. Holy cow, we, we spend so much time on the wedding day to look perfect. And then we still have a marriage to live. Which typically is longer than the wedding day. Yes. You know, I, I just don't get it. You know, look good for your spouse. That's another episode. That's another. So let's, yeah, I was like, I, I feel like we're detouring. We're going to roll it back into, I have a great marriage, but um, all, all of that's to say, all of that whole clothing story is to say you don't have to wait around for your spouse to change what comes after the but Mm -hmm. in your sentence. You individually were given a brain and a body and the ability to use both of them to affect change in your life. 
So whatever story you're telling yourself now after that, but I have a great marriage, but I wish we were closer. I have a great marriage, but I wish she would stop nagging me. I have a great marriage, but I wish he would come home from work earlier. I have a great marriage, but you all are telling yourselves a story day in and day out. And that story is becoming your reality because you're telling it to yourself over and over again. It's becoming fact in your brain. And I'm going to challenge you this week to change your story because Tony and I can't change your story. Nobody else can change the story that you are playing over and over again, like a broken record in your head. What we would love for you to be able to say is I have a great marriage, but it's getting better. I have a great marriage, but I'm choosing to make it extraordinary. I have a great marriage, but this is just the beginning. We want you to rewrite your story in the positive. We want it to be a positive after that, but even more powerful than what you say at the beginning of the statement. We want you to take ownership for what you can control. And the one, number one thing that you can control is what's happening between your ears. Mm-hmm. Every time you start playing a negative thought, you need to stop it. Some of you may actually need to say, shut up. Mm-hmm. Or stop it. I'm not thinking that way anymore because you have played so many negative stories about your spouse or about your marriage that the idea as you're listening to me of even playing a positive story seems absolutely foreign. And you're like, I, I, I can't speak that language. I don't know what that is. One positive thought today about your spouse. Mm-hmm. And every time you're tempted to play the negative tape, you just say, stop it. I'm not living that tape anymore because you're going to find as you start to make more positive statements about your spouse, the negative ones that you're going to see your spouse in a positive light. You're going to start recognizing all of the good things that they are doing instead of mm-hmm. focusing on all the little irritants. Cause let's face it. We're two imperfect people living in, a, in the, you know, in the same house trying to coexist with all of our little quirks and, you know, foibles and habits, habits and, you know, it's really kind of a crazy thing the way God pulls us together and, you know, brings us together and has us, you know, do life for 50, 60 years together. Um, and how you just, you know, you look at those marriages of people that have been married 60 years and they don't even see the quirks anymore. Most of them, if you ask them, those that make it that long, they're just like two cute little people in love because they, they just, you know, they focus on the positives. They focus on the fact that, you know what? He makes my coffee every morning or she's always there for lunch or she knows how I like my soup or my coffee or my whatever. He always opens the door for me. Yeah, it's those little things that when we start saying, you know what, I'm going to find five positive things that my husband did for me today. If five is too much of a stretch, start with three. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you want to do something really crazy, Write them down at night on a post-it note and stick them in your closet. I started doing this with the things that I'm grateful for. And here's the thing. When I walk into my closet and I'm getting dressed or I'm putting clothes away or whatever, I look over and I start seeing those things that I'm thankful for. I'm changing my thoughts. I'm having and developing an attitude of gratitude. And it's not all things that Tony's done. It's just, what am I thankful for? I sit down, you know, at the end of the day and I'm like, three things. What happened today? And it could be something as simple as, you know what? We got through dinner without the kids having a fight. Or it could be, I, 
you know, last week I had that great presentation at that networking event. Or, you know what, the car didn't conk out on me today. Whatever it is. Sometimes it might just be, you know what, I got up before the alarm clock. I didn't have to hear that beep. And all of those have a positive effect on your marriage too. Absolutely. But, you know, we don't we don't live in a bubble as many of us would like to. I, I know I would like to at times. But we don't. You know, we, we live with a lot of things happening around us. Mm-hmm. And especially if we have those kids and we have jobs and we have household chores on both husband and wife and there, there's all that is going on. And I will have to attest with Elisa, I can find myself in ruts where it's, but everything is negative, but everything is negative. And I can tell in my own demeanor how it can change me drastically how I can just sort of go through the day just so ho-hum and be like, gosh, I just don't feel like I have it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I couldn't make money today if I wanted to try, you know, or I just, I couldn't, I can't talk to Elisa. And, you know, it's those thoughts that are going through my mind. Believe me, I have them. They go, they happen. But like Elisa said, and I'm learning after starting to listen to this, um, audio program is, you know, stop it. You know, what is good that is happening in my life with my marriage? Look at those, cherish those, you know, put those up on the pedestal. Mm -hmm. Thank Jesus for those, you know? And like Lisa said, write down what is happening. Those, those areas where you are, where you are grateful for. Were you know? grateful or, or something, you know, think about your spouse every day and think of their positive attributes Yeah, because there will be days when you don't feel very positive towards them. And if you can walk into your closet or look at your journal or keep a note, a running note list on your iPhone, whatever your, you know, catalog of choices, mm-hmm. if we have those places where we can go back and look at the positives we will start to find a lot more positives than negatives. We will start right. to see, okay, you know what? Maybe he's just having a bad day. Maybe that's why he's cranky because you know what? Yesterday he took the garbage out and he did the laundry and he helped with the kids. So this little crankiness, you know what? I wonder if something happened at work mm-hmm. because we've, we've had a pretty good day together and all of a sudden he comes home and I'm like, where did this guy come from? Okay. And you know what that does? It opens the conversation for you to say, Hey honey, something going on today and it gives him the opportunity to engage because he knows that typically you're seeing him in a positive light so if you're asking the question you're not being accusatory and saying what the heck is your problem it's hey did something happen today because you seem you know you just seem a little off from yesterday because all you've been doing is building on those positives so it does make you a lot more aware Because as you focus on the positives, you find ways to see more of them. And as somebody, you know, it's kind of the whole positive reinforcement that we talk about with kids and things like that. If you start viewing your spouse in a positive light and you start searching out the positive things that they do, guess what? They're going to want to do more positive things because they're like, wow, you know what? She loves, she always gives me a kiss on the cheek when I'm washing the dishes. Okay, well, that's a good way to get more kisses. So if I just 
wash the dishes, then I'll get more kisses. Or, you know what? He's so appreciative when I take out the garbage. And, and there's just that little, hey, honey, thank you. Or, you know, I love the way you read to the kids at night. Thank you so much for being a good provider for our family. Thank you for taking a walk with me. None of these are earth-shattering things, folks, but you know what? You string enough of them together, mm-hmm. and you have got a rock-solid foundation so that when someone asks you, hey, how are you guys doing? You're going to say, you know what? My marriage is great, but it just keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm. That's what we want you to answer when, when somebody asks you, how are things going? We know the reality is that it's going to take you a little while to get there. Yes. And we know that there are days when we're still like, which is translation for, but I'm having a really bad day. You're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Find a way to change your thinking. Find a way to get engaged in a mantra that is going to change your future. It's got to be in the present tense. It's got to be specific. It's got to be positive. You know, these are things that it has to be because when you start saying, you know what? I am married to a great husband and provider. I am married to a wife who loves me. I am married to a man who takes care of our family. I am married to a man who honors me. I am married to a woman who appreciates all that I do. You start rewriting your story and then tell me what happens on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Because I can guarantee you when you start rewriting the story that's playing on in your head, the love story that you're involved in right now will dramatically change. Yeah. When you take it from the negative to the positive, you will see leaps in your marriage that you did not think were possible. So this week... When you start playing the negative tape about your marriage or about your spouse, I want you to say, stop it. If you have to say it under your breath so you know the people around you don't start looking at you sideways, that's okay. But I want you to say, stop it. And if it needs to be audible, make it audible. Because sometimes that's what we need to do to stop that recording in our mind. And the second thing I want you to do this week is I want you to sit down at the end of the day and write down at least one. I'm shooting for three, but at least one positive thing that your spouse did that day. Yeah. And put it somewhere. You don't even have to put it where they can see it. You may journal every night. You may journal. Put it somewhere so that you can flip back over the course of this week and have, I don't know, maybe seven great things that your spouse did. Some of you overachievers may have, I don't know, 30. Maybe you're like doing like five or six things a day. If you could come up with seven great things that your spouse did this week. Wow. Christmas is coming. That might be a really neat gift to put under the tree. Yeah. Wow. Think about how that could just transform your marriage in one week. In one week. You know, in one week's time, how that could just impact you so much that it makes a huge correction, you know, in your marriage, in the course you're taking. Mm-hmm. So I love that. that. That's really good. I really dig it. All right, you guys. Let's see. Let's see. How are we going to end this up here tonight? Call us. 
858-876-5663. Or you can email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. I'd love to hear you guys call in and just share some of the great things that your spouse does. Oh, that'd be over great. the course of the week. Just random, just pick up the phone and just don't have to leave your name. Don't, you don't even leave your name. Anything. Just say, you know, just list off some of the things that you're putting on that list. I would love to be able to play next week. Um, like a montage of different things. Of, That'd yeah, be put, rad. Put Tony to work, guys. I mean, it's not like he doesn't <laughs> do enough on the technical side. Put him to work. Call in and just, you know, rattle off a few of these things. And mm-hmm. if enough of you call in that we can really get a great montage together, we're just going to play it. And it's going to be your voices sharing all of the amazing positive things that your spouses have done. Mm-hmm. 858-876-5663. Put Tony to work this week. Yeah, thank you. And with that, <laughs> we love you guys. Have a fantastic week.